The Daily 202's Big Idea is sponsored by Pacific Life. Protecting generations of families for 150 years, that's the power of Pacific. Good morning. I'm James Holman from The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for Friday, November 3rd. In today's news, House Republicans have put out details of their tax plan. Jeff Sessions faces fresh scrutiny on Capitol Hill for not being forthcoming about his Russia conversations. (laughs) And a customer support employee at Twitter temporarily deleted President Trump's Twitter account. But first, the big idea. Republican committee chairmen are retiring in droves despite unified control of Congress. Two powerful Republican committee chairmen from Texas announced this week that they're not seeking re-election. Lamar Smith, who heads the House Science, Space, and Technology Committee, said yesterday he won't stand for a 17th term. And Jeb Henserling, the chairman of the powerful Financial Services Committee, said Tuesday he won't run for a ninth term. Both men said they're primarily driven to step down because of term limits put in place by Newt Gingrich in 1994. The rule is that chairmen can only serve as the leader of a committee for six years before they must step aside for someone new. Although, to be fair, waivers are often given that let chairs stay on beyond that. So something bigger than term limits is afoot. Even though Republicans control all three branches of the federal government right now, A lot of Republican lawmakers are just not having that much fun in this unproductive Congress. Based on several deep background conversations, here's how a bunch of incumbents who have either retired or are contemplating it see things. You spend most of your time hitting up rich people and lobbyists for money, but have little to show for it. Many colleagues in your own party seem unserious about governing. President Trump publicly blames you for his own ineffectiveness. You're getting constantly attacked from the Steve Bannon and Breitbart wing of the party. The very real prospect of losing the majority next November in the House makes sticking around even less desirable. Let's look at the House Ways and Means Committee for a second. That's the committee that's in charge of writing the tax code. They're the ones taking point on this tax debate and released that proposal yesterday. But this year, three chairmen of Ways and Means subcommittees have announced their retirement. The most recent two weeks ago was Pat Tiberi from Ohio. He chairs the health care subcommittee, which means he's in charge of basically the health care law. And he announced that he's resigning by the end of January to lead the Ohio Business Roundtable, a business advocacy group in Columbus. He's only 54, a youngster by congressional standards. Charlie Dent, who announced his retirement in September, is a powerful cardinal, which in congressional parlance means that he chairs an appropriations subcommittee. He said he expects more mainstream Republicans to also retire in the coming months, driven away by the constant chaos that emanates from the White House. Jason Chaffetz started this trend when he resigned back in June, giving up his chairmanship of the Oversight Committee so that he could become a paid talking head on Fox. If Hillary Clinton had won, he would have been able to stay in the media spotlight by investigating her full time, but he had no inclination to conduct rigorous oversight of the Trump administration. Over in the Senate, Foreign Relations Committee Chairman Bob Corker announced he wouldn't seek a third term after it became clear he would face a well-funded primary challenge from his right. There's rampant speculation that Senate Finance Chairman Orrin Hatch in Utah is going to ride into the sunset. And Jeff Flake in Arizona, we've talked a lot about here, is giving up three subcommittee chairmanships by ending his re-election campaign. In closing, here are two guys you should keep an eye on. Representative Bob Goodlatte of Virginia is in his third term as the chairman of the Judiciary Committee, so there's a lot of buzz that he's going to retire. And Fred Upton, a congressman from Michigan, decided to stay on in Congress after finishing his term as chairman of the Energy and Commerce Committee last year. But 
people say that he's not very happy as a rank-and-file backbencher, and that might prompt him to run for Senate against Democrat Debbie Stabenow next year. That's the big idea. Here are three other headlines that should be on your radar. Number one, House Republicans have unveiled their plan to overhaul the tax system. It relies on reducing or eliminating popular breaks to pay for $1 trillion in corporate cuts and $500 billion in cuts for families and individuals over the next 10 years. It would slash the corporate tax rate to 20% from 35%. It would mean $300 billion in tax cuts for households, as well as $200 billion in tax cuts, almost all of which would benefit the wealthy by repealing the estate tax. The bill would nearly double the standard deduction that many Americans can claim on their taxes, but the highest income tax rate of 39.6% would now only apply to families who make more than $1 million a year. So does it help the middle class? Well, the trade-off between reducing tax rates but curtailing deductions, such as the amount that homeowners can write off for their mortgage interest payments, means the impact will vary widely from one family to another. One preliminary analysis finds that the bill could result in tax increases for almost 13 million Americans who make less than $100,000 a year. Number two, Jeff Sessions is under renewed scrutiny on Capitol Hill after it was revealed that he attended a March 31st, 2016 meeting at which George Papadopoulos offered to broker a meeting between Donald Trump and Russian President Vladimir Putin. Sessions had not previously disclosed this meeting, even though he has been asked repeatedly during multiple appearances on Capitol Hill whether he or anyone on the campaign ever discussed having a meeting with the Russians. Not long ago, Sessions couldn't recall anything about any of these conversations. But now people close to Sessions say that he declined Papadopoulos's request. But should we trust them? Number three, Twitter says that Trump's Twitter account was briefly deactivated Thursday night by a departing Twitter employee. Trump's account initially disappeared around 7 p.m. Eastern time. For about an hour, the Twitter sphere joked about the short-lived window of history without the account, at real Donald Trump. The incident sparks questions about who has access to the account and the power that that access holds. The deactivation also comes during a week when the social network has been under heavy scrutiny for the role it played in spreading Russian propaganda during the 2016 election. And that's The Daily 202. You can read much more about all the Republican retirements and a couple other developments in the Russia investigation in my newsletter at WashingtonPost.com slash Daily 202. Thank you so much for listening. I'm James Holman, and I'll talk to you on Monday.